Welcome to the Leaders in Payments podcast, where we talk to C-level leaders from across the payments landscape. We'll be discussing the products and services that impact the payment space today, as well as trends and predictions for the future of payments. We will also hear stories from our guests about their journeys to the top. But the direction we see the industry going is more around embedded experiences where you don't have to go to really get your fintech needs met. Your fintech needs would already be in the ecosystem you're on. I think that's where we're going to see big evolution in the next few years and really contextual fintech experiences. Being able to add to your brand loyalty, your product affinity, and really getting customers engaged with you and not having them to go elsewhere for their needs, right? And I'm talking about hundreds, possibly thousands of different kinds of fintech products. As you can imagine, it's a large spectrum. That was Arjun Thigarajan, the founder and CEO of Solid. And he is my special guest on this episode, episode 195 of the Leaders in Payments podcast. And I'm your host, Greg Myers. In this episode, I talked to Arjun about living the American dream, the right recipe for a successful fintech business, and how fun is always the most important ingredient. Solid is a modern fintech company providing infrastructure as a service for any aspiring fintech. Coined by Arjun as the AWS of fintech, Solid offers banking, payments, card issuance, and cryptocurrency. Solid also recently closed a $63 million funding round and reached $10 million in annual revenue and officially became profitable this year. Arjun and I go on to talk about his professional journey, where he sees the industry going in the next two to three years, and how Arjun believes that fintech as a whole is not even 1% done. We've got a great episode ahead, so let's get started. Hi, Arjun. Thank you for being here, and welcome to the Leaders in Payments podcast. Thanks for having me, Greg. Delighted to be here and share my story. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Tell our audience a little bit about yourself, maybe where you grew up, where you went to school, where you currently live, just a few things like that. I grew up in India. I spent half my life in India, most of it in Bangalore, which was back then the Silicon Valley of India. And then I moved to the US late 2005 for my studies. Since then, been pretty much in the Bay Area, working on different technologies. Funny enough, I started off doing work on fintech and here I'm back, clearly something that I enjoy. Been an awesome journey, sort of formative years in India and sort of living the American dream now. We'll dive deeper into your professional career and journey in a minute. But before we do that, let's talk about the company. So tell our audience what Solid does. What Solid does is Solid offers modern fintech infrastructure as a service. What that basically means is any company that's looking to be a fintech company can build on Solid's infrastructure and quickly get its fintech products out in the market. Think of Solid as an AWS for fintech. And you said fintech products. So what are the product offerings? Yeah, so really product offerings are around banking, payments, card issuance, and crypto products. Now what normally happens is as customers come to Solid, they've got a recipe in mind they want to put together a next gen fintech product and really what we focus on is providing the best in class ingredients for them to be able to put together their recipe but yeah it's around really banking as a service payments as a service card issuance and management and 
being able to offer crypto products. Fintech, as we know, is a very broad category. Are there certain verticals or types of companies that you target more than others? Yeah, as you can imagine, the different verticals, different industries, but one thing common you see across industries is that commerce is happening, right? You've got businesses getting paid, making payments, so there's cash flow. And one of the challenges we've seen, given that a lot of companies are built around legacy infrastructure, is that there is impedance around just the flow of funds. Those are the industries where we do really well. And there's some clear problems and on solid infrastructure, they're able to solve for their problems. And this could be around travel. It could be around advertising. It could be around logistics, construction. Really, it's vertical or use case agnostic. But really what we look for is those challenges around paying and getting paid. And those are the companies that we do very well with. And is your business model built on SaaS fees or is it transaction fees or is it a sort of combination of the two? It's a combination of two. And we've figured out a model that works pretty well for us and also works well for our customers. It starts off with a with a SaaS fee for the platform. And then obviously, as you use the different features on the platform, there are fees you pay as you go. And then obviously, there's revenue As a customer, you generate from these transactions. So really two sides to it. One is we're charging our customer platform fee and usage fee. And then in return, we're sharing some of the revenue that's generated through car transactions or deposits or other form factors that are revenue accretive. How do you go to market? Do you have a direct sales team? Do you use partnership channels or some of both? We've done a lot of work in terms of trying to figure out industries or verticals that have these challenges I spoke about earlier. In most cases, it's being able to do an outreach and help them understand their challenges and how we could solve for them. So a lot of work that happens at Solid is very targeted outbound and outreach that in some cases are extremely personalized to the needs of that particular ecosystem. Apart from that, we have a whole referral program where a lot of our partners, our underlying providers, refer business to us. And then, as you can imagine, with now companies trying to look for infrastructure providers like us to solve for their fintech needs, there's been a growing demand coming in just purely from the inbound. And then finally, we're able to acquire customers mostly on the mid-market enterprise side through paid acquisition. So it's really around outbound, inbound, referrals and paid acquisition. These are the four areas we focus on and very, very closely track the leads and the attribution as we take the product to the market. And as you well know, many of these areas that you mentioned, payments, banking as a service, card issuing, they're somewhat complex. Do you find that you spend a lot of time educating these people? Is there a lot of consultative selling that you have to do? Well, absolutely. And Fintech industry just in the last, you know, 10, 15 years has made things extremely complex. And really we are in the business of simplifying all the complexities that sit under the hood and really trying to modernize and make it easily consumable. So absolutely that's something we take a lot of pride on is simplicity and how do we really convey our offering to someone who's not 
from the fintech world, right? Which is really, in a lot of cases, dumbing it down to a point where anybody can understand the capabilities of building and offering a fintech product. And it's a big area of focus for us because we are seeing vertical SaaS companies far, far away from being fintech companies, now excited about being one because just how simple we've made things for companies like them. And what would you say differentiates your company from your competitors out there? I think number one is just the completeness and being the one-stop shop for all your fintech needs. It's got all the ingredients you need, which is why we like to call Solid as the AWS of fintech. All your needs are met, whether it's around banking, payments, card issuance, under card issuance, credit, debit, physical, virtual, cards on the wallet. And then, of course, crypto seen some interesting use cases there. So I think being the one-stop shop, it's 100% native, the first of its kind. Think of it as a built-in core with no dependency on underlying providers technology, which really helps us own the experience. And when I say experience, it's around you know, developer interfaces, developer experiences, DI or DX, and just the configurability, how developer-focused it is, and just the best in industry pass-through economics that we offer, which is Actually, really important, the what's in it for you question that comes up, which is for the customer, why should they sign up with us? So I think there are different areas where we do well, but just to sort of summarize the the reasons we differ, and in a lot of cases, we win these deals is because of the simplicity, abstraction, agnosticity, configurability, completeness, and just the consultative approach of how we go about showcasing our ingredients and how the recipe comes together. And I think maybe a couple of months ago, you secured a, another round of funding. I believe it was $63 million. Can you kind of maybe walk us through the evolution of the company from the founding to the first round and the second round? And maybe what did those investors see in Solid that made them want to invest? It's been an evolution in every way. I founded the company early 2019 and really... The first 12 months were focused on understanding the stack and where we fit in and what kind of problems we could solve for the companies and how companies could pay us. Along the way, we raised a seed round, which was led by based in Partners, which is an early seed stage fund. And then we really used that to build out our offering, get it to market, and really saw the early product market fit, some validation starting to come in in 2020 which is where later in 2020, we raised our Series A. This was through headline that led our in, that's the fund that backs segment and some other infrastructure players in the past. Once we raised that round, the idea was let's get to a million dollars in revenue. Let's get to 10 million in revenue. Let's see how we can make this a repeatable process and figure out ways how to do this quickly. So all of 2021 was spent on really building and saw the signs of product market for taking the product to market and really making it a highly, highly repeatable process of building out the team. And earlier in 2022, we became profitable. We saw that we were able to get from $1 to $10 million in revenue pretty quickly, annual revenue. And really, we started thinking about what's in store for us as we go from 10 to 100. We had signed about 100 customers across different stages early stage companies, some growth stage, mid-market companies, and in some cases, established enterprise companies. So we're seeing a good mix, which is where we realize that as we go mid-market, enterprise companies having a strong 
balance sheet would really help us win these deals. So we went out and ran an extremely tight process that started in May. And uh, don't ask me why we decided in May. That's when the, <laughs> the markets crashed and a lot of companies were experiencing down rounds. Yeah, but we ran a really tight one-month process and along the way landed on an investor that really, really understood what we were doing and almost completing our sentences. And yeah, we closed in July and announced around in August and really excited to see the results just coming out of that fundraising effort. We had a really good September, even though signing deals is pretty hard these days, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Clearly, we've been building on that moment. So we've talked a lot about the company in the past and how it grew and where it is today and the product offerings. Where do you see all this heading, whether that's a payments view or a broader fintech view? Where do you see all this headed, say, in the next two to three years? We are seeing the fintech industry evolve pretty quickly, given that we sit on the front lines of all the innovation that's happening. And just generally, the trend is, as you know, people you know went into banks for their financial needs, right? Either to deposit money or send a check or get a loan. And that evolution was really, it went from going to a retail location and you could be a neighborhood business to going online on the web to mobile experiences. But really what didn't change was you still had to go to a financial institution or in some cases, neobanks for your banking, your payments, your card needs, right? So that's something we've obviously seen evolve and it's gotten pretty good. But the direction we see the industry going is more around embedded experiences where you don't have to go to really get your fintech needs met. Your fintech needs would already be in the ecosystem you're on. I think that's where we're going to see big evolution in the next few years and really contextual fintech experiences. Being able to add to your brand loyalty, your product affinity, and really getting customers engaged with you and not having them to go elsewhere for their needs, right? And I'm talking about hundreds, possibly thousands of different kinds of fintech products. As you can imagine, it's a large spectrum. It's just all these experiences that will now start being really around embedded inside these ecosystems. And that's where we see the industry evolving. And we've seen some signs of it already, but as you probably heard, fintech is not even 1% 1% done and we truly believe in that and next I think 10-20 years is going to be around a lot of innovation that would happen around different areas of fintech. One area I would say is quite mature is around payment acceptance. Companies like Stripe and Checkout have provided infrastructure to easily accept a payment from your customer but now there are other areas of fintech is where we'll see all the innovation and together, it'll just be a seamless experience to a point where you wouldn't even notice it, where it's like getting out of an Uber, right? You barely experience the fintech side of it. Right. As an industry, we've been talking about that for a while. It's the whole customer experience where you make a payment, but don't even feel like you've made a payment. And I think as an industry, we've made great strides, but there's still so much more that can be done. Yeah, and there are some massive use cases we've seen around payments. and sometimes. As consumers, you don't even realize that. A good example is when you purchase, let's say, a a travel package vacation that has hotel, car, travel, 
flights all bundled into one. But under the hood, it's a lot of fintech that's powering it. So in some cases, it touches the consumer. In some cases, you don't even know it's there. It's invisible. It's literally limitless what these experience could solve for us in the future. And pretty excited to see what kind of companies we could enable to bring that to billions of people around the world. Well, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about you. Tell us about your journey to your role there. You said you came to the U.S. in 2005. Maybe walk us through kind of your professional journey and how Solid got started. And you, I assume, are the founder and CEO. So kind of walk us through that journey, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'm happy to share my journey and why I call it the American dream. Hopefully, it inspires some of the other listeners of this podcast. So my background was I had a bachelor in engineering and I was working for LG building software for the handsets and traveling all over the world, sort of really customizing those handsets for different countries. And then I came to the US, got my master's and then continued working on the handset software side of it. I was working on BlackBerry and then Palm Pilots back in the day. This was way before smartphones were cool. (laughs) And then along the way, I had a great opportunity to build products on these smartphones and these experiences. It was sort of becoming an ecosystem, especially with BlackBerry and the connectivity. And I had a product back then that I was working on called Splash Money. It was a personal finance manager for BlackBerry users. And yeah, that taught me a lot in terms of what you need to do to build infrastructure to enable a simple PFM experience. And I used to host OFX servers and yeah, really, this was pre-planned. None of that existed. And it taught me a lot that, hey, if you build the right building blocks that others can consume, it really goes a long way in terms of creating these experiences. And since then, I focused a lot on platforms, backend infrastructure. And that's something I personally enjoy. And just my fintech curiosity brought me back to fintech. I did security. I did IoT. I transitioned from more of a technical role to managing products and really managing products to managing a company now. This is my first stint as a founder CEO of a venture-backed company, went out, raised capital, and been very, very fortunate to be backed by some awesome investors since day one. I don't think it's possible to do what we're doing without having the backing, not just uh, capital, but also the backing the need to build a company that has a massive potential. So that was my journey, really evolved from an engineer to a product manager to actually managing and running the company. And yes, I'm the co-founder and CEO at Solid. Well, what are some things you're passionate about? So maybe one work-related passion and one personal passion. Great question. And I would actually combine the two. One thing I'm very passionate about is just the teamwork, just the dynamics that come with a team now, whether it's in sports or whether it's in a company, I see a lot of similarities. That's something I'm passionate about. And I think the best sports teams, you know, went on to do really well, had that camaraderie. And I think a lot of that translates into building a company, just building the right team, staying lean, and just having ownership in terms of who needs to do do what, having the accountability. So that's something I'm really passionate about, which is how teams evolve over time and how those dynamics and that culture is retained. That's something I work on very closely 
almost being the sort of chief culture officer in the company right now. That's something I think keeps the morale high as the wins are coming in and really something I'm super passionate about because I think to build something that's really category defining, something of this magnitude, I think the team and their needs and that dynamics needs to come first and then results follow. Sure. Is there a specific philosophy or type of cultural thing that you follow or is this more organic and you're kind of building it from the ground up? I think it's something I followed from early days and my philosophy that is, hey, if you're having fun doing what you're doing, results follow, money follows, everything else follows by end of the day. <laughs> and which is what I ask a lot of my team members, hey, it doesn't matter what we're doing. Are you having fun or not? And then if you're having fun individually and then collectively as a team, it just shows in the work you put in, the intent. And that's something that I've been a big believer of myself in a personal capacity and bringing that culture into the company is that, hey, whatever you're doing, just ask yourself a simple question. Are you having fun doing this or not? I love the simplification of that. We talk about the payment space and fintech and fintech hasn't been around really all that long and you've got a great journey and have done some amazing things and raised a lot of money and building a great company. So I always like to ask these questions around if someone's coming into the industry, say you're hiring someone that's kind of straight out of school or college and what kind of advice do you give them to be successful? What do you tell them they need to do to be successful in the payments or fintech industry? To be honest, we are learning every day and I look for advice too. But one thing I would tell anyone that's looking to get into the payment space or generally fintech is try to understand the stack. It's a pretty complicated stack with several providers or sponsors. In some cases, they could be banks. In some cases, networks like Visa, MasterCard. You've got technology, you've got fintech programs, you've got program managers, you've got end users, you've got compliance. Just understand the stack and spend a few days going deep into what the payment stack or the fintech stack looks like and which piece in the stack actually you're excited about, you're more curious to understand it in a deeper way and what you could solve for. What happens in a lot of cases is, I've seen this a lot, is the focus is on UI, UX, how do we simplify stuff and how do we take it to market? I think before that, it's good to understand the stack first and really use that knowledge to go deeper. I'm sure with that knowledge, you'd be able to build a better product or better offering, be able to speak to potential customers and also see the gaps, right? As you go deeper into anything, you start seeing the gaps and that's where the value is. Yeah, totally agree. I think that's very sound advice, definitely. Arjun, we've covered a lot of ground. We've talked about the company. We've talked about the industry, a little bit about you and your personal journey. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? No, this was great conversation. Anyone that's looking to build a fintech product, build these experiences, feel free to reach out to us. We can help you. It's solidfi.com. And we've got a team that really specializes around your use cases. And good luck to your venture if you're joining fintech company or starting your own fintech venture. I think this podcast hopefully was helpful. And yeah, please feel free to reach out if there are any other questions you have. We'd love to chat anything fintech. Great. We'll definitely include a link to 
the website on our show notes so everybody can look out for that. Arjun, I know that your time is very valuable, so I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Greg. And to all you listeners out there, I thank you for your time as well. And until the next story. Thank you for joining us this week on the Leaders in Payments podcast. Make sure you visit our website at leadersinpayments.com, where you can subscribe to the show and where you'll find our show notes. If you enjoyed listening, please share on your social channels as well. 